Hello, it's Betsy Beers. I'm executive producer of Scandal, and this is Scandal Revealed. If you're joining in, we're pretty much kind of hoping and feeling you that you watched the last episode, which was a pretty awesome episode called Hunting Season. We have an incredibly special guest, which I'm incredibly excited about because I've actually known him for a while, strangely enough, because I don't know that many people, most people actually that I've known for a while don't talk to me anymore, so (laughs) it works out pretty well. Um, But we have here America's favorite sympathetic computer guy slash guy who uses a drill to get information out of people, (laughs) Guillermo Diaz, who plays Huck. Huck has no last name. Hi, everybody. Hey, Betsy. Hi, Guillermo. (laughs) Guillermo, today, as you know, I like to do this. Guillermo's wearing a incredibly, I think you look very sharp today, Guillermo. Thank you. He's wearing a a kind of baseball long sleeve shirt with uh, white and blue. He's got blue, blue sleeves, and it's got a big print of a boot on it underneath, which is, it's a nice look. It's a really nice look and some really sharp sneakers that I'm very impressed with that are leather and have zippers. <laughs> so that way you can picture him and, of course, I'm in a miner's cap and a raincoat. <laughs> oh, <I'm not. laughs> you and don't flip-flops. Know. It's all bad. Exactly. <laughs> but it's really good that you came to do this. Yes, I'm so excited. And we met, actually, years ago when I produced my first movie, which was called 200 Cigarettes, and Guillermo was in it. Yeah. And we were so excited when Guillermo came in to audition because I hadn't seen you actually since probably the year 2000, yeah. I think, which was I think around 99, 2000 when that movie came out. Wow, so when I had orange hair, remember? You had, I had orange, long orange hair. You had long orange hair. It was quite a look. Yeah. But back to scandal, which more people are yes. going to be interested in than our our incredibly sordid past. So this episode was an incredible kind of moment for Huck because you got used in the most incredible way by this dude, Artie Hornbacher. Yeah, yeah. It's one of, it's one of not the first time, but it's one of the first times that you see how talented Huck actually is at, at hacking and, and you know, finding stuff out on the internet and, and figuring stuff out. And this guy hoodlywinks him. Is that a word? Hoodlywinks? Hoodlywinks. I think it's hoodwinks. Hoodwinks. And then there's tiddlywinks. I like hoodlywinks. But I like hoodlywinks better. So from now on, yes, we're going to speak about hoodlywinksing. <laughs> Artie Hornbacher hoodlywinked Huck. Damn that hoodlywinker. Yeah. Who was it? Artie was played by Patrick Fischler, who is Who's such a great actor. Wonderful. And I remember he came in to do the table read. And afterwards, me and, and, and Katie Lowe's and, and uh, Darby Stanchfield talked about how great he was during the table reading. We were like, wow, this guy's really good. We have to say, and I mentioned this before, but the table reads for this show are super intense and great. And we're very lucky because the actors very graciously show up. And very often, the guest actors will show up as well. And it's the most amazing experience because everybody brings their A game. It's really like the World Series because they come mm-hmm. in, they have the script, and the guest actors immediately pick up on the fact that <laughs> there's no messing around. You yeah. get right into it. Yeah, and, and you can't just read it. Like, we really get into it. We really act it out, which it's, it's, I'm sure is helpful to it's you guys and helpful. the writers. And It's super helpful because it really helps the writers figure out what's working, the rhythm mm-hmm. of things, if things are in the right order, and... It's it's great, and he came in and he really knocked that slightly squirrely, strange yeah. role out of the park. He was just perfect, just perfect. He's a really, really good actor. He's wonderful, yeah. But in a weird way, it was sort of like you met your match mm-hmm. in that episode. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. He he fools me. I mean, the whole time he's he's leading us to believe that you know we're all in danger of of this new program called Thorngate that um, the government is working on that kind of uses our cell phones and computers 
to, you know, see what we're doing in our everyday lives and just kind of spy on us. And and he makes us think that we're, this is coming up and this pro this horrible program is, is going to happen. So we all start working really hard to, to, you know, stop it. And then we find out that, you know, he was lying the whole time. And it was just his way of, of getting Huck's talents to, to work for him and hit his advantage. One of my favorite things in that episode is the moment when you realize that he's stolen your watch. Mm. Like the watch, there's a watch gone, which is the big tip yeah. to tracking him down with the most amazingly obscure piece of technology I've seen in a television <laughs> show in a really long time, which is a substance in the watch, which is actually trackable. Uh-huh. That um, I have to say we have really good researchers who do research on these episodes and um, I'm going to shout out Jess Brownell, who is somebody who does a lot of the research, who actually I used to work with and is doing a phenomenal job in terms of finding the realities of what the technology actually Mm. could be. And it's my understanding that something like this system, I guess, could exist. Yeah. Wasn't it it radium? It's radium that was in the watch, wasn't it? Exactly. So it's, it's totally based in reality. And Huck being incredibly good at his job and able to track pretty much anything, mm-hmm. I think, right? Yeah, anything. Figures out, much like Guillermo himself, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> How are you with that stuff? Are you, are you good at hacking in your personal um, life? You know, I'm not good at hacking. I'm getting better and better at, at being on the, you know, computer stuff and, and iPhones and all that stuff. I was kind of hesitant at first to, yeah. to, to get a smartphone, and, and finally I did, and I'm kind of getting better at it. I'm still very, like, weary about the whole thing, and, you know, everybody's driving and looking at their phones, so that annoys me. And But, you know, listen, it's a new <laughs> world, right? It is. Um, <laughs> as as uh, Shauna will tell you, since I'm bordering on being kind of a Luddite, you know, from 1862, where, in essence, the, you know, talkies just came in in my brain. <laughs> like, I I have a really hard time with, with the Twitter, so do I. Like the Twitter's difficult, yeah. but you guys have gotten really good yeah, and very yeah, yeah. conversant in the Twitter. We're getting the whole hashtag thing. I was the like, what is thing. this hashtag? Like number <laughs> sign? Where did that come from? But now I'm doing it all over the place, you know, hashtag grateful to be on scandal and whatever we hashtag, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. He's, he's, he's doing the hashtag thing I've checked and he does the hashtag thing really well. And someday somebody will explain to me exactly what a hashtag <laughs> is. But it's all it's all working out well. And hash I think it just keeps reminding me of hash browns. Every Doesn't time I hear it? hashtag, I think hash browns. And I get hungry, and I want to go to McDonald's breakfast. It's and true. You it's, get hoodlywinked yeah. by yeah. I get hoodlywinked by, by hashtag. the hashtag thing, Damn which it. is just super Jeez. irritating. I know. Now, one of the things that you guys may not know too is that um, in the in the pilot, one of the only characters who really had a backstory that was somewhat worked out, I think, because one of the ways that Shonda worked was she has things in her head. But you guys were not told a whole heck of a lot about mm-hmm. your past when we mm-hmm. cast you. And one of the interesting things is one of the things that we gave you to read in your audition actually turned out to be something that we used in part in the show, yeah. which was your sort of whole backstory. Yeah, episode five, I think it was, right? Crash and Burn was the name of the episode. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that whole torture scene with Charlie was part. I mean, it was it was kind of in a different way, but it was basically that that monologue is what I auditioned for for my scandal audition. And I remember Shonda saying we might use this in the show somewhere, but I'm not sure yet. And and she did it. I'm up using it. And it was it was great. I love that scene. It's also interesting that, and I I remember when we shot the pilot, and you in the pilot are you're a presence. You don't say a lot, 
but you're a presence. And I have to say, like, to the person, it didn't matter. You, you said maybe a few lines. Mm-hmm. You were always there. You were always so many people's favorite character because there was something about this combination. As soon as they realized that you're a hacker and you have a mysterious, weird background, mm-hmm. everybody became obsessed yeah. with what was Huck's background. Yeah which is why it was such an amazingly emotionally weird satisfying moment when you start talking in episode 5 about what you've been through mm-hmm. and everybody i think kind of wants to take care of huck yeah. in this way cuz <laughs> he's you know the danger he can do but you you really want to help him because yeah. he's so lovable in i this keep people way. yeah people on twitter keep saying i just want to hug huck i want to <laughs> hug him but i'm afraid he's going to kill me but yeah 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 he's he's this um you know dangerous but love really lovable character he's been through so much and he's he's obviously you know he's kind of socially awkward and very um he's been through a, a crazy tragic past and yeah it just I, people are just drawn to him they're drawn to these tragic characters right what's up with that like i think i think you're right i mean i think they are but i also feel like partially because you're also funny mm. yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. there's something really funny about the character because strangely huck has this deadpan sense of humor which yeah. is yeah yeah, yeah. but I, I think it's that you're so devoted to olivia mm-hmm. too that there's something about yeah. the relationship with olivia that we all watch, and everybody wishes that you had a Huck watching yeah. your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, albeit maybe not one with the drill, but <laughs> maybe one with the drill. Maybe. maybe. One. <laughs> I don't know. After I'm that gonna, Fifty Shades of Grey, you never I, know, right? You never know, right? Jeez. I mean, look, look at the things that are popular. Yeah. It uh, it's could very, very well be that that is. But I think, I think more and more, um, as we watch the cuts of this season to the relationship that we're starting to reveal between Huck and Olivia goes way yeah. deeper than we actually yeah. thought it might. Yeah, You're yeah, not yeah. just the guy with the weird, amazing hair that we Scruff. had in episode six. <laughs> By the way, that amazing right? wig and beard. Oh, man, yeah. One of my favorite Huck looks yeah. of all time. Uh, well, there, and that was another great episode because it showed people where where Olivia kind of took Huck under her wing and she she was kind of friends with him and they show her bringing him coffee while he's homeless on the street. It just kind of fleshed out the character. Even You know what I mean? It just, it just gave gave the audience more information about Huck and Olivia's relationship. And, you know, seeing him homeless just, and then you see him in the present again, and you're just like, oh, this guy, he's just, you know, it's so sad. And and I think that's why he's so loyal to Olivia. I've said before that I feel like Huck is kind of like a, a loyal stray dog that you take in and they just kind of love you unconditionally because they're just, you know, so grateful that you've saved them and are feeding them and taking care of them. And not that Olivia's feeding me and stuff, but... Mm. I think DK, she probably buys yeah, occasional she lunch. Probably does. I think she does. my yeah. guess. So I think, you're, I think Chipotle. it's legitimate. Chipotle. Chipotle. I picture you, you, her buying for like, Huck, yeah. That sounds delicious. You know, <laughs> I suspect you order you know, one of those chicken bowls. I, mean, it's really, chicken bowls. Tasty. I agree. People have asked me before, do you think Huck knows like everything that's going on, like the big picture and and the reasoning behind all of his, Olivia's, um, <clears throat> all of the things that Olivia does and and I think part, I'm not sure. I feel like Huck kind of would do whatever Olivia, Olivia says, regardless of him knowing what the reasoning is. You know what I mean? Because he's just so loyal to her, and and um, he just wants to be there for her. And it's so heartbreaking and also impressive when you realize that Huck continues to do these things, which really challenge who Huck is. And I think mm-hmm. constantly through this series, and we're going to see a little more of in the near future, is Huck really wrestling? Yeah. With 
the yeah. two hucks or the three yeah. hucks, you know, which yeah. are this amazing tech guy, this geek who's combined with this guy who has quite resourceful ways of getting information out mm-hmm. of people and teaching people lessons and his backstory. Yeah. And that there's an inherent conflict in these two mm-hmm. guys, which is a guy who, you know, follows orders no matter what. And somebody, I think, who really wants to be, wants to feel clean and yeah. free. Because in yeah. a weird way, he's been bound by this duty. He's been bound mm-hmm. by these experiences he's had. And and his attempt to sort of break free from that is going to be an amazingly engaging and riveting thing to watch. Yeah. You see Huck go to an AA meeting and... And like you were saying, Betsy, he's he's really he's trying to find any way to kind of find support and help to try to you know figure figure his life out because he he is addicted to to these things that he does you know torturing people and and you know he's murdered people before and and he's somewhat addicted to it and and you know there's no what would you call that like MA Murders Anonymous mm-hmm. so he <laughs> goes to none of that so he, yeah yeah so he goes to an AA meeting and and. It's it's really you know it's really nice to kind of see Huck really trying to figure this out and and possibly hopefully change. Well, and in this episode, because we saw that in episode two, then mm-hmm. in order to get back what he needs to get back, because he feels so responsible mm-hmm. for the fact that Artie climbed out of that window, mm-hmm. that he has to go back to doing the thing which he's absolutely entranced by, but he's also trying to quit, which yeah. is so amazingly yeah. emotionally upsetting. Mm-hmm. And it is, as you say, I think one of my favorite things this whole season is this poor guy who has no other, there's no Murders Anonymous or Spies Anonymous, so he has to say that he's trying to give up whiskey, right. which <laughs> doesn't make any sense in the context that he's doing it, and it's both funny and upsetting in yeah. the most intense way because uh. he just wants this poor guy to catch a break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think, obviously, that's a direction that we're going to start to drive down. Mm-hmm. And in some future episodes, Huck's going to really try to make some personal strides, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Olivia's help as well, I think Olivia's kind of trying to, you know, push him in the in a positive direction and kind of steer him away from, from all that darkness. Do you ever, because you're, you're a fine actor mm-hmm. and uh, you're an excellent thespian, <laughs> I always like to use long words when I can just to show that in fact, I still remember what they are. Do you ever have to shake this off? Oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. to go home with this guy yeah, on a regular it's basis. Yeah, tough. it's tough. I find myself being that guy in the corner, kind of quiet and not not talking to people and not really socializing. I, f- I feel it at home. I come home and I just kind of sit there quietly. And, yeah, it, it's hard to shake. I was actually talking about it with, with a couple of the cast members, and I was like, you guys, this is... Like it's tough. the The scenes are getting really intense, and it's you know it's 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 tough for me to shake it sometimes. But you know you want to shake it, but as an actor who who just wants to d- keep doing a, a really good job, I don't want to shake it completely. Yeah, totally. So I kind of get off on the fact that it's kind of still in my head and in my body, you know, and I'm a little shaken up by it. Like part of me is kind of like, okay. This is okay. Let's kind of keep it there a little bit. Don't get rid of it too much because I got to do this again tomorrow on set, you know. So it's that fine line of not coming home and and torturing my friends and, you know, <laughs> finding a different way. To <laughs> I find popsicles have been very helpful. Cherry popsicles. That's good. But um, Cherry yeah. popsicles, I think that's a good tip for all of us. Yeah. That 
when you're feeling super tense, maybe so a cherry popsicle is a good thing. make everything okay. But I think it is. I think having to, because so much of the character, too, is internalized mm-hmm. that getting the extrovert out must be yeah. a challenge, yeah. all, all the while keeping that introvert yeah. available to you when yeah. you need to be. Yeah. And luckily, Guillermo is not an alcoholic, so I do go home and I drink whiskey. And that helps, too. <laughs> That's good. Can you say whiskey? You can say whiskey. You can absolutely say whiskey, bourbon, scotch. I've, I've alluded to many, and actually stated outwardly, many, many alcohols. So I just want you to know that we're all kind of on the, the whiskey train on this one and, and feel kind of positive about wow. the idea that there are many different ways of taking care of yourself, never overdoing it, never texting while you're driving, but just kind of figuring out ways to relax. Um, you know, it's, I was just remembering even during one of the table reads, it was a really intense episode. I don't remember which episode, but afterwards I just got up and left and, and Darby came up to me afterwards and she was like, are you okay? What's wrong? And I was like, yeah, I just, I just got really, you know, emotional. It was really intense. So I just had to get up and go. I couldn't really talk to anybody. And then this last table read that we had for episode six, Darby did the same thing. She kind of just left pretty quickly and and then afterwards, she told me the same thing. She was like, Guillermo, I got really into it, and I was just too emotional, and I just had to get up and go. So, I think yeah. you, you feel pretty vulnerable at yeah, those moments, yeah, too, yeah, because yeah, you're yeah. sitting with all these other people who are getting up and going, hey, great script. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go over to the hot buffet and get yeah. some chicken. Do you want some? <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, Betsy Beer's doing this new podcast thing. <laughs> now, do you want to do, you wanna do you wanna it? Do you want to do it? Yours is on Thursday. It's great. But I think I think it's really it's hard after those things because it is kind of, they're very intense and emotional and they're kind of public. And you guys usually also, they come to these table reads and they're juggling the episode that they're already in with the new episode and are getting a whole lot of new information because as we've talked about before, these guys don't ever know what's coming. Guillermo was one of the only people who even knew some of his backstory. So that's one of those things that I think every time there's another surprise, I mean, Carrie is... Carrie very often is sitting at a table read and she raises her hands to the heavens. She goes, oh, my God. <laughs> she Which does. Is, that's not a great Carrie imitation. But we've got another really, really good episode coming up next week um, with the alluring and seductive title, Beltway Unbuckled. And it involves uh, another really, really great story that you guys will, I think, a story that's the, the kind of case of the week story, which will involve a missing co-ed, actually. Mm. And... There's going to be a big surprise attached to that, as there always is, and you will realize, as is the case on our show, nothing is really as it seems. I think we're also going to see more of a rift develop in the office. I think sides are starting to be chosen in mm-hmm. because there've been there've been a lot of secrets, and you and Olivia have been keeping yeah a lot yeah, of secrets. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, as you see, we've all seen in the pilot. You know, there was a big secret that me and Olivia kept from everyone. Yeah that we were responsible for changing Quinn's identity. So I think now people don't know what to expect from any of us, you know? Which is just the way we like it. Yes. Because it means tuning in is the only way that you're ever gonna be able to figure out what the heck we're doing. Or huck. Sometimes I like to say, what the huck we're doing. <laughs> what, the, what the huck? And I think, I think this has actually been a great, <laughs> great let's do what the huck. That may be the new podcast expression. Um, because we can say that, actually, on a podcast without anybody becoming upset, which you is good. can say Huck. So I hope you join us next week where we'll have another incredibly special guest who I'm not going to reveal right now because that's how special the guest is. And <laughs> <laughs> 
Sometimes I like to tease this stuff out. Sometimes we don't. It's been really, really great having Guillermo here and talking a little bit about Huck and whiskey. Yeah. Which is, you know, a huge part of Huck's life. Yeah. And hopefully you will be tuning in next week after the episode Beltway Unbuckled, which will be airing Thursday night at 10 o'clock on ABC. That is after another fine television program, Grey's Anatomy, which airs at 9 o'clock on ABC. And if you happen to be around and you want to see an incredibly engaging medical program on Tuesday night at 10 o'clock, you might want to check out Private Practice. We don't talk about whiskey on Private Practice, but it's still a good show. So this is Betsy Beers. I'm executive producer of Scandal, saying thank you very much and goodbye to Guillermo Diaz. Huck, television's Huck. What the Huck? (laughs) Thank you, Betsy. This and was fun. This was fun, right? Maybe yeah. you'll come back and do it again so you I can talk more will. about Puck's progression in both his growth and development and some of the incredibly crazy-ass things he's going to be doing in the next couple of episodes. Yes, ma'am. Um, this has been Scandal Revealed. I will talk to you next week, and have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye.